Chase, what is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, not doing the podcast on the right day. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, I, okay, I, I, I will say it's, uh, I mean, this, I think I've talked about this in terms of video games before, but I, I kind of feel it in real life, too. Um, wasting time. Um, and that's not to say I'm not lazy because I absolutely am, but I see a difference between making the decision to do nothing and having time be wasted. That is, I was supposed to do something and it didn't happen or, you know, I, I did something and it didn't amount to anything that feels like wasted time instead of, Oh, you know, I just, I hung out and I watched a plan. Like you're somewhere yeah. or you're going to do something canceled. Right. Or or I like do something at work and somebody asked me to write something in a very specific way. So I write it all that way and then I give it to them and they go, oh, actually, we need it this other way instead. I'm like, well, you didn't I didn't get communicated that. Uh, so this was just like a wasted hour of mine. Thanks. Sure. Thanks yeah, for that. I get that. Uh, like that, that is my biggest pet peeve, which is why, I mean, when you take it into video game territory, that's why something like Dark Souls is really difficult for me. And in that I I feel like I die and like, OK, my souls are there. I need to go go grab these souls. But then I die before I get the souls. And it's like, oh, those souls are just gone. The, the yeah. time I spent working on getting those things that are going to increase my character, they're just they're, they're just gone. Yeah. And now I'm now I'm fucked. And so now that whole you know hour two hours whatever i spent grinding that stuff that's just all for naught um so that's the stuff that pisses me off how about you what's I've your had, uh, what's i've your had a few things that upset me give me one second i gotta get the stream yeah over here yeah um, you got like some uh some bugaboos about you Ooh, things that grind your gears yeah i got a couple bugaboos um punctuality is pretty much just, like way up there for me um not sure. too dissimilar from yours but i i get very upset um, if, if, if time uh, that was planned is not kept and I, I personally like there's things that happen. I get it. Like you might have, uh, unexpected like car problems, plans fall through all that shit, but there's habitual situations. Especially where people- if like, if you're like, if you're over 10 minutes late and yeah. you haven't informed somebody that, oh, you're going to be late. Uh, that, that feels unacceptable to me. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's also a little selfish. It's like a thing for me. It's like, cause, cause time is a shared thing. And so like, if you agree to do something and then you include other people in that time, it becomes a, uh, it becomes a little bit like for, I I just take offense to it. I, I, I think that punctuality is way up there and I don't know how to articulate this, but like when things that should work, don't like I've had not, I've not had internet this week. And um, it's also kind of like I if I go to an event and I'm not and I'm prepared to be a certain temperature, but that temperature mm. is no longer present when I get there and I get hot. Like, I don't like that either. Um, so <laughs> I, I I think that for me, you know that, that's another pet peeve. Being hot. Being hot is way up like there, it. dude. <laughs> being hot and being I, hungry are things I do not like. I, I would love to be cold. I never want to be hot. Dude, I, being, cold, being cold I rules. I fix that. 
being yeah. cold fucking rules and uh i'm not built for speed nor heat and it takes a long time for this engine to cool off uh yeah. like if I, once i'm hot i stay hot for a very long time and i i don't like that so yeah. those are some big ones for me for sure and i've just had like i've been thinking a lot about it because i've been i don't have too many routines in my life there's a couple that i do have especially around work and that i work from home internet is a key thing for what we do the show we haven't put up quick looks this week we're recording on a thursday because of my internet problem but also because we had some other things we'll talk about later on but I've been out of my element all week because things are not working the way they should here. And it's required me to have to like be uncomfortable or like be annoyed. Um, yeah. So yeah. It's been uh, rough. Speaking, speaking of things that aren't working when they should, um, Johnny Ooh. isn't here again this week. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody's you're, getting you're used welcome. to it. You're welcome. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's right. used to it. Johnny, does he, is he even on this uh, program anymore? I, I don't think he's I mean, his picture, his pictures here, but you know, yeah. that's about it. What can we, uh, what can we do? And we'll exit out on the episode art this week again. Um, <laughs> uh, but you, you might know, need to bump his, uh, the say something nice about Johnny up a little. I already you... did, but it's going to okay, go up cool. again. I think we're up. I don't even know what we're up to. Let me double check uh, here. 1.5 mil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, mean... I think we'll probably get to about, uh, you know, 1.75 after, after tonight's okay. little episode. I, you know, just, just a little, uh, little context for the listeners out there. I, uh, I watched the show, uh, every time we turn it on because um yeah. that's so we do I, I i like having it open uh when we're recording it so i i have all of our streams open all the time so i i should have the highest amount of casual coins possible um and i'm sitting at 202.4 thousand yeah um i will never no, be able no, to that, say something nice about johnny ever again i could make that thing one and you you, you wouldn't cash well, it in it's true. That's true. You know what? I did cash it in once though, because yeah. I had the I had the coins, and it yeah. was just the I perfect my time. Lesson. And I, and he wasn't. You know what? He wasn't even there for that show either. Shocking! <laughs> Shocking! <laughs> Incredible uh, stuff. We are the casual hour, at least the ones that do show up. Uh, I'm Bobby. That's Chase. This is episode 342. It is Thursday, September 14th. We, uh, we pushed back because I had technical problems this week. I think things are okay, but there might be some issues while we're recording. Uh, the other thing that happened, serendipitous, if you will, is we didn't get one, but we got two events today that we have to talk about. We got the Nintendo Direct and we got the, the PlayStation State of Play. So we're going to sure. get into to all that fun stuff. Um, but we got a few games to talk about tonight. Chase, I know that you've been playing some stuff. I've been playing some stuff. How mm. would you like to slice the pie, crumble the cookie, whatever they, uh, the kids say? Uh, let's talk about a game we both have played first. I know it's not listed on our on our show note here, but yeah. it's something we've been playing on Casual Mondays, and that has been the Pokemon trading card game uh, for the Game Boy Color. Yeah, uh, we have both been playing it on the Switch. It just recently released, uh, got ported to the Switch for the Nintendo Switch Online service, and uh, and you are playing it for the very first time Correct. on our Casual Monday stream. Correct, which is which we've named Prize Fighters. Uh, got two of those out yet. Two. Yeah, yep, we, two of them. we played two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I've been replaying it for the ten- tenth or so time. You started playing um, this I again when it. we started playing it, right? Or shortly thereafter? Yeah, yeah. We we want to do a quick look on it. Um, and and I thought it was better if I ran yeah. i led that quick look, so that meant I needed to play. I, I needed I needed to play for for you gotta work. Play. 
You gotta know? play. It's a job. I gotta play one of my favorite games of all Fuck. time. God uh, damn it. <laughs> so so I ended up playing a, a couple hours just to get in a good spot to do our quick look. And then after that, I I I just I just kept playing. I just kept uh, you, you went you went Forrest Gump. You just kept running. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that game continues to be awesome. I, I would like to it's hear because cool. we've talked a little bit about it on Casual yeah, Mondays, yeah. but I would like to hear kind of your overall thoughts so far um, with what you played. Uh, I will call out one thing that I've talked about on the show before. I, if I go back to a game that like came from the era that like kind of invigorated my my interest in video games, it's sometimes hard if I don't have nostalgia binding me to it. Um, it feels old. It feels a bit worn. And while this game certainly has some rough edges when it comes to menus and speed, I don't get the like immediate neck snapping that this is a very old video game Um, because I think that the core mechanics of the Pokemon trading card game haven't changed a ton, definitely changed and evolved pun intended. Mm -hmm. Um, And thank you. Um, But I do feel that it feels really fresh and i think it's a cool concept i'm enjoying that it's helping my brain understand that card game in a way because of the the pokemonification of it on how it like puts the two battles together the the text the way that you interact with the menus like my brain has muscle memory significant muscle memory from the old olden days of pokemon and it's helping me understand the card mechanics a lot more now to where I think that if we were playing Pokemon trading card game instead of Magic the Gathering, I think I'd probably be a bit more uh, in tune with what we were doing there. But I'm having a really cool yeah. time with it. I like the idea of it. Um, it. It's got really cool pixel art, not to the surprise of nobody. And I think that some of those card mm-hmm. designs are really kick ass. It, it's really impressive how mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much you know about those old cards, but if you put them side by side, it is impressive how much detail they were able to pull back in yeah. from those original card designs. And, and then the, also, like you mentioned, they, they did make new designs for some of the kind of Game Boy uh, exclusive promo cards that are in that game as well. Cool. Uh, yeah, the, the art's really, really incredible. Now, it was only a handful of years ago. We like Johnny's kid got into the Pokemon card game, Johnny, which meant Johnny was playing the game and he kind of roped us into playing. And we, we were into it for a couple months or something. Um, yeah. Do you remember much of that experience and how does that kind of compare to? The oh, I remember it. You can play with now? Um, I like this one because while I sprinted through all the other mainline Pokemon games, they're like this is the these are my pokemon like i i will always yeah. feel the original 150 are my pokemon so i'm very familiar when i see one of them come up like i don't have to think about multiple types like i know exactly what they're gonna do i know how to to defend myself i know how to attack them so that's really pretty cool on how this is i also like um I like being able to have like a menu system almost for how I would go into the bench. Okay, your your cards are on the bench. I've drawn, here's all my inventory. I need to assign my inventory out where when I've had the cards in my hand, I I never really thought of it as an inventory, which I probably should have. And mm-hmm. playing the game, I just, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go to my inventory. I'm going to see what I got here. Okay, I got a, I got potions so I can heal up. Um, I've got this action that will let me swap my cards out really quick. And I also like that 
the game blocks me from doing things I should know. So like, hey, you've already played energy, so you can't play another energy. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So then, I, I mean, I know when we play magic, you give me like a little cheat card, but the game's yeah. kind of doing that for me where it's like giving me the rails I need to get good at this. Well, also, and this is one of the things I, I love about the the Pokemon card game and and also as somebody who does play a lot of Magic the Gathering these days, or at least thinks about Magic the Gathering a lot these days, um, can frustrate, frustrate me a little bit too, is that Pokemon has very set turns. Um, yeah. You know, in Magic, there you have like instant spells that can, uh, there's a lot of what people call interaction in that game where... Yeah. You know, you're trying to play something on your turn and on my and, and on your turn, I can go, no, 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 no. You're, I, I'm going to I'm going to play this thing and counter your thing or I'm going to change oh, I know. the state of the game. Been there. <laughs> Been there <laughs> yeah. a lot. Um, with with the Pokemon game, there are very few things that interact with you while it is your turn. Um, Correct. You know, somebody could have put a status effect on your Pokemon, like paralyzed it so it can't attack on your turn. But like that is decided before it even becomes your turn. Um, so so for the most part, like there's a safety almost in you've done your turn. That means I am safe now that it is my turn to play this card, this card, this card. I can I can fill out my entire plan and you can't do anything about it. Yep. You just had to kind of prepare for whatever I was going to do. And if you didn't prepare well enough, now I get to do my thing. And then yeah. it also helps. Like magic also just has so many phases to a turn. It's a you lot. Your upkeep, yeah, upkeeps and your draws and your pre-combat main phase and your combat Ugh. and then your post-combat main phase. Uh, whereas Sickos. Pokemon says, if you attack, your turn is done. Mm-hmm. You better you better make sure you've done everything you want to do because as soon as you attack, you don't get to do anything else and it's the other person's turn. Um so I, th- I think those things lend themselves to a um, simpler and I and I don't use simpler as a as a derogatory thing, but just as as like a, a descriptive thing. It is a it is a simpler kind of card game. Mm-hmm. And and I think it lends itself <clears throat> really well to a handheld device as well. Magic Magic is a, a game that is uh, relatively difficult to to port over to uh, sure to digital devices uh it has been done it's it's there are two different ways to do it currently right now um but it's it's still uh fuzzy because the rules of magic can be fuzzy sometimes and sometimes it likes to live in that fuzziness and and the pokemon training card game is not fuzzy it is extremely sure it's it's really hard to fuck up a rule on the pokemon card game because the rules are so set in stone it's like when they put top golf in the last pga game it's it's yeah. like okay, Top Golf kind of brought the video gamification over to uh, a driving range, and Pokemon spawned out to this card game. But then they brought the card game back to the Pokemon game. I mean, it's just really funny, like how these things yeah. all kind of go together. It's cool. It's on the Switch. Uh, I think it plays really well there. And if you are, uh, I don't think this is paywall behind the expansion, right? This is just part of their. I, 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 yeah, I think it, I think you're right. The yeah, game no the, is Game Boy know. games on that. I know sixty four games are. I know is yeah. It might be. Is. It might. I think that I think they gave you basically like Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. But there, I think there you are might other places to play it too. If you that's true. That's true. That's true. And also, we we did mention it is very slow. Um, and 
and there is no way to speed up the the emulator that the switch uses there are lots of ways to speed up other emulators out there so if you if you want to play that game in, in probably a a better and have a better time or a game that respects your time a little bit more yeah uh, which i we, we all know how much we like respecting time at the casual hour um which is why we make these episodes so short yes <laughs> um an emulator might be a way to go. I, I also do want to mention, I, I know I mentioned in the quick look, and I've mentioned it before, but there there is a sequel to that game, Pokemon Card GB2, Here Comes Great Rocket, uh, that only released in Japan, never got a never got a release over here because it was the end of the Game Boy Color's life cycle, and they didn't want to put out another Game Boy Color game when the Game Boy Advance was already out for, for so long here in America. Um, I doubt they will ever officially port that game because it is so much just the first game again with some new cards um dude that's an idea other people have done that work you can they, you can go find that game if you want they could bring pokemon cards into pokemon go as more like the same way that there's like region locked pokemon like yeah. hey you got this card from this city here's the the missouri variant of this <laughs> pikachu uh yeah but i don't know like i think that the one of the reasons i'm happy to not be playing the physical version of that game any longer is it it became and i think this might be the thing for magic as well it might be anything for collectibles but it became less about playing the game and it became more about well i like this pokemon so i want these pokemon and yeah that like having the card collection became a money pit and it was like that was that was certainly the case at the time too like i've yeah. i think i've told stories of i didn't have people to play that's the reason i like this game so much is i didn't have people to play with in real life with my physical pokemon cards because all they wanted to do was go oh this is the growlith card i i want the growlith card I'm like yeah but the growlith card kind of sucks sure. like if, if you're trying to play that and it's like well i'm not playing it i'm just i just want the card um it's like you're just collecting art at that point which is fine if that's what you want to do that's fine but man there's so much more that could be here um yeah and and if i tried to go and buy physical versions of the same kind of haymaker deck which is a was a very popular deck type uh, at the time if i tried to buy a physical version of that and get four uh base set uh hitmonchans for that i you know Ooh, what? You know what? Let's let let me let me check it out. Let me check it out. TCGplayer.com. You want to take a guess, Bobby, at how much a base set Hitmonchan? Let's say not first edition, just a base set Hitmonchan. How Eighty much bucks. That would cost. Hitmonchan. Uh, now Hitmonchan was only in foil. Let's uh, let's remember that as well. Um, actually, you know what? This is this isn't too bad. Well, I mean, it's it's bad. It's bad. Um, this is saying there's a listing as low as two dollars and twenty four cents, but the market price is eighteen dollars for this card. Oh, I was way um, off. Yeah. Uh, so like that's that's not too bad. But you you I mean, you start to get into your uh, Charizards and your first edition Charizards yeah. and you go like, oh, right. These these cards are incredible. Like I've I've got a I showed it off before, but I've got a shadowless Charizard, which is not quite first edition but not exactly the base set either it's some kind of tweener it's not exactly a a, a mistake a printing mistake but it's it's just a weird kind of middle ground in there so it's not as expensive as a first edition um and i got it graded or something that thing's worth like i don't know 250 500 bucks depending on when when the craziness is happening um and so like that's wild like that's yeah. 
it's a it's a it's a cool card. It it may, it gives me warm fuzzy memories of of that time in my in my childhood. But that's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, I, I'm glad you've been enjoying the game yeah, so far. I, I, We're going to continue playing it on casual Mondays. It's just a cool thing to do with you. Yeah, for sure. I, like, yeah, and it works really well I, for that format. I like doing it. I agree. Uh, it it lets us. It's a it's a game that lets us fuck around a little yep. bit. Um, you know, we I can I can kind of backseat game. You can take yep. the reins. Um, it's it's just a it's a solid game for that. Um, if, so I'm probably going to keep going and keep playing that because it's just it's just fun. But uh, if, yeah. if you're watching or listening, I just threw it up in chat here. We do that Monday nights at 9 p.m. right here on Twitch. Uh, we'll be keeping that going next week, and then I'll probably take a week off when I'm traveling. But I think that's going to be something we write out for a while, so you can follow along there, and we'll bring it over to our YouTube page as well. So if you're listening yeah. and you want to see that game in action, Monday nights, uh, 9 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash casual hour. All right, Bobby, I know you want to talk about those games. Don't oh, you? you mean Y-Y-W-T-G-R-S-H-Y-G-N-L-S-Y-C-T? That's exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Uh, all right. For, for those for the uninitiated, um, the next game I've played is called Yeah! Exclamation point. You want, quote, those games, comma, unquote, uh, right? Jesus. Question mark. So here here you go. Exclamation point. Now, comma, let's see you clear them. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. It's, a, beautiful it's a lot. Thing. So it's a lot. take in it. The name, the name is a lot for sure. The name certainly got me. Uh, I think this thing's only like ten bucks on. on I'll pull it up uh, while you're talking. I'll, I'll get that in the uh, developers here. Okay, uh, it's on eShop. It's on. It's on uh, Steam. Steam. Uh, so ten this bucks. game is ten dollars. Uh, ten dollars uh, made by MonkeyCraft. MonkeyCraft, that's correct. Um, so this is a mini game collection of a handful of games that l- look and play like the games you'll see in shitty internet advertisements. Um, you, like the games that have, I just saw one on YouTube today. It was like the hero is it's generic looking hero guy. And he's got like a, a one under him. And then, you know, yes. he's got a, He's like, there's some giant lady there and it says like nine, 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 nine. On. <sighs> um, and then it, it kicks him way back. And now, OK, here's a guy with, you know, five. And so now the, the guy hits the guy with five and his one becomes six or whatever. Um, and now it's OK. The idea is that it's you just, just keep shitty, game shitty, game shitty, game. shitty, shitty stuff. Absolutely shitty stuff. And most of the time when you click on those quote unquote games, they aren't really games at all. They're just you know scammy shit and even when they are games they're scam they're super scammy shit it's it's the shit that like if you're playing a a free game and it's like hey watch this ad and we'll give you 25 rupees for this game sure um it's the games that you see the games be like it's those types of it's those games yes being advertised those games it's those games Um, (laughs) so what if because because those games despite looking like shit there is a certain quality. I mean, obviously, they have to work on somebody if if people if if they're being put out there. Like somebody is clicking on these games. 
um, and getting scammed in, in some form or the other. Um, and like, I can see it. There's like a certain appeal to looking at a game and going like, oh, I know how you'd play that. I would do this and I would do that and I would do that. Easy. Um, and then it's like, well, do you want to play it? Like, no, no, absolutely not. Why would I want to do that? Um, but this game says, OK, we actually made those games, but we've stripped out all the scumminess uh, and we've just made them into a collection. So you can kind of get your you're, fix. You're, it's not a free to play. It's 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 no, free. It's, it's the same games, <laughs> but yeah, there's no other trappings in it like it's it's just like okay we we've you don't want to buy those games we're gonna make a platform where you can be a sicko and see what the fuss is about and we're gonna make fun of it but they make them mechanically sound like they play yes. they play exactly as you expect them to but it's almost like if goat simulator was making fun of mobile games it's basically what it is to me it's that yeah i can like, see that it's like the it's kind of a niche thing where goat simulator is tapping into the sandbox genre and making it absurd this is an absurdist take on the really terrible terrible uh mobile games which there are and a ton of yeah and and i think it kind of works it does. uh it's yeah. it is it is just kind of silly you can absolutely turn your brain off on this stuff because uh, it's a hundred percent like one of the games in there and then there's only like five games or so um and then they have it's those five games but it's you know 99 levels of those games where they they get harder as you go um but it certainly is like hey you're you're in this tower there are two guys in this tower next to you one of them has big number the other one has small number which one do you fight first and like oh i'll fight i'll fight small number and then my number gets bigger now i can take on big number um and, <laughs> and so you get to play that one there's one with uh like cars in a parking lot of like which ones do you get out of their spaces first uh there's one that i absolutely biffed on the quick look oh, <laughs> and you shit. just looked at me with such disdain about the, pouring the, uh yes. pouring like uh yeah it's like uh beakers and shit um uh, of just pouring liquid from one thing to the other um <laughs> yeah I, I fucked up that one real real pretty good um so so it is just this kind of small collection of games but they're they're silly enough and they're authentic and genuine enough of this this is what you ex what you would oh, expect yeah. if you actually did click on one of those shit games and if you actually could play it um here just kind of get it out of your system and and i got to admit i you know it was like okay well i'll just play like the first five levels of each one of these things so like yes. 25 levels no big deal and then very quickly it was like well uh, maybe i'll do like the first 10 um and so there was this kind of addictive quality of like i i generally have you solved this be game deadly. it's just it's just kind of doing the thing there, there is 100 an addiction to it they're designed yeah. to stimulate like so here in the midwest and if you're if you're not from the midwest uh i don't think these exist outside of the midwest and i even if you tell me they do they don't um most gas stations in the midwest have especially in illinois um so when I go back home to see family, I'll, I'll, I'll see these. They've got miniature, essentially like slot machines, digital slot machines mm -hmm. in the corners sure. of these gas stations. And dude, it's it's sad. Like I'll see people when I was, especially when I was living in Illinois, I would see people all day long sitting there uh, for hours on end, clicking a button, putting coins into a machine. And it's the same. It's the same type of like brain simulation here. You're you're clicking yeah. buttons. I mean, video games in general are clicking buttons, but uh, sure. 
this is like this. They know what they're doing. They're going for that that shit. They they do, but also they know what they're doing, and they know that they're not going to be as nefarious as some of the some of the other people do. You give you give them ten dollars, and you get to do all this stuff, and, and you don't get scammed out of your identity yeah. or whatever. Um, yep. So I I think it's very fun. Um, it seems I cool. I think you'd probably rather play this on PC than on Switch. Uh, it sure. generally works fine. There are a couple of games where having a mouse. I think would speed up some of this stuff uh, because everything's timed. Uh, let me, let me yeah. also say that there's a, there's a three star system um, and, and based on how much time it takes you, you get three stars or two stars or one star. Um, and so some of the things that you're navigating with a D pad, um, I think you'd be able to navigate a little faster with a, with a mouse. And that would, that would probably help you get some of the best times, but also, it doesn't fucking matter. Just go and go and enjoy the the bad games, but made well. Um, yeah, so that fair. is that is. Yeah, you want those games, right? So here you go. Now let's see you clear them. I think it's I think it's a fun little diversion if you got totally. ten bucks and and some time to waste. Nice. Even though uh, I hate wasting time. You hate wasting time. Uh, Chase, I beat Starfield. Well, that was quick. Uh, well, did you, I, uh, did you do did you do the thing that I've heard people say is like, oh, well, the game doesn't really start until you get to new game plus Dude, so that's the thing ignore, that, like, ignore the side stuff and just play the story missions it. and then you get to all the stuff it does that's not true it's just not okay in my opinion like i, I don't know how so, spoilery you want to get Let, yeah let's throw a little spoiler thing here first of all i haven't played yeah. the game so i don't i'm only speaking what i've been told so yeah i guess i'm potentially spoiling stuff there's aliens we already know there are aliens but like there are alien alien something or other that happens like near the end of the game and from what i've heard the idea is that once you get into new game plus that stuff is just kind of out there or or at least like you have abilities that you wouldn't have had normally and those abilities make playing the normal game more fun so you should just kind of mainline the story stuff to get to that point and ignore all the side shit which also seems completely antithetical to uh to a bethesda game because generally when i when i play a bethesda game uh the main story fucking sucks and i go and find my own stories and my own exploration which is which is way better i I think that you're 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 fine um you're not you're not 100 right you're you're not 100 wrong either um okay here's what the bullshit is you get powers in in the in the playthrough like you are going to come across temples and and the temples is where you're going to get your abilities and you get those like you do not have to beat the game to get that i thought that's what would happen what's a what, what's an example of an ability are we talking there's like some Dovakin fucking cool ones too shit or whatever? Uh, no they're actually cooler like you can basically go into a room and slam your fist and create an anti-gravity field all around you and enemies are just floating and then you're just okay. popping enemies and that's really fucking cool it's awesome oh so it's destiny that's it's that's destiny. just a strand that's the hunter strand uh okay. you can create a personal atmosphere to where you you can be carrying a thousand pounds and run for a bit and trigger that or you won't lose stamina when you're doing things like they've got this thing that you can trigger for that there's another one where it just duplicates you there's a whole other version of you out there to distract enemies that has your gear and it's fighting beside you some really inventive stuff there i think it's cool you don't have to beat the game for it um 
again, spoilers here, y'all. Like, we're going to talk about it. Johnny's not here. He's still playing. I don't really give a fuck. Chase isn't going to play anytime soon. I, I don't think I don't think he's really playing it. He he did tell me is like, I've played a good amount of that game. And I think I want to just play more Baldur's Gate 3. Or what was the other thing? Is there something else just about to come out that he's really Cyberpunk. God, he, why That's does he right. just have Cyber, the same Cyberpunk fucking DLC. conversation? Like, why not just put in a group message? <laughs> He literally he is having the same conversation <laughs> with me and you like, I think just, he just fuck it. God, I think he just likes, I think he just likes talking to both of us. Oh my Maybe God. We're nicer. I, you know, I think I've, I think I picked up on, I think we're nicer to him individually. At least I am. No, than when we're not me. Chats. So why are you <laughs> okay. bothering me? Uh, so Starfield, um, I agree. I, the further I've gotten away from it, I, I've seen a lot more of the cracks in its foundation. I think that this game, I, not that we do numbered scores here, it's somewhere between a five and a seven for me. Um, that's that's where wow. it ends up being. Um, it's it's fine. It's serviceable. But it is, and I don't want to talk about it tonight because right, I had another game to talk about. I'll say beating the game, it's a lot more like a Groundhog's Day than it is this new game plus. And... Mm-hmm. There are some different things that can trigger at the beginning of it, but oh my God, I, do, do you just want me to tell you kind of what it is? Because I, I feel like I need to. I mean, a little bit. I, I will say, and again, this is coming from somebody who hasn't played it, and I've I watched you play the quick look. I've I've seen very little of this game. I've I've heard some. I've watched you know a couple YouTube videos of people trying to give their you know unbiased reviews or whatever. Right. Um. And, and I'll say I've. I have been incredibly skeptical of Bethesda as yeah. a company in general for a while. Um, I played a lot of Skyrim, but basically post Skyrim or even in the middle of Skyrim, I kind of knew Bethesda is a little scummy. I don't really like a lot of their games. Um, even even if I play them for a long time, I don't feel like I love these games. Yeah. Uh, and then they started to do scummy, even scummier shit, like with the with the review copies that they weren't sending out to to people because they didn't like reviewers anymore. Some bullshit. Um, and, and their uh, E3 press conferences and shit like that. Um, the more I hear people talk about Starfield, the more I want to play Starfield. And it's mostly because these people are not putting it on this incredible pedestal that it's been on ever since it got announced. People have been so hyped for this fucking game of like this. This is gonna this is the the rebirth of Christ. Like this is this is it. This is the thing we've all been waiting for. And and that's put me off so much of just n- not wanting you, to be. A you part are of that the, you, you like to go against the grain. I do. I get. I do understand. You're that. the like contrarian of the group, and like if somebody likes but something, when, you hate it. If you dislike also, it, when I hear somebody say like, "Oh, I think Starfield's like a five to a seven, uh, it makes me think maybe the things that I don't like about Bethesda games are different here because the five to seven implies that it's, Dude, it's, it's different. here. I don't know. It was also hearing you talk about it on the quick look. Sorry. I know this is your game. I should let you talk about it. Oh, um, thank it was you. Hearing how, you how courteous. <laughs> it was hearing you on the quick look say, you know, this is just like a fucking video game. It like, is it's just a video, it's a video game, game. Ass video game. Yeah. And, and that, like no it is that kind of like not putting it on a pedestal thing like this is doesn't have to be the game of the year this doesn't have to be it's more a, than it it's is it's a totally cromulent thing it's yeah 
It's barely you know offensive. What? A totally cromulent game sounds kind of good to me sometimes. Well, that's, so you know, I, I, I'm kind of oh. more excited about Starfield than I probably should be. Uh, I can tell you're talking more about it than I am. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I, I, then I'm not going to tell you. You you have to go play it to know what the, the okay. wonders of, of, of Starfield are. It's I had a decent enough time with it. I put a lot of time into it, um, but it is not revolutionary. It is it is. It doesn't even do what Skyrim did best. And um, going to those worlds in Skyrim are far cooler, in my opinion. And I think what's the the biggest bummer probably for me is, is that the shit still feels the same as it does in fucking Skyrim and Fallout and Starfield. And that is like, this is a game all about going to galaxies that have never been explored uh or you're going to some that do but like you go into it and the outpost that was 25 light years away from where i started felt the exact same as the light posts the the outpost on the planet i was on they had lockers they had ballistic weapons they had computer screens they had all that shit that would it kill you to make something that i was like is this even a building can i go into this thing like make it feel unique yeah, or or shrink shrink the space. Don't G- make to your it point. Like yeah. th- this idea that wow, like the gal, like we have not just a galaxy, we have galaxies to explore. You can go and look at yeah. all this shit, and and the yep. idea that it would all kind of just be this homogenous. It's dumb. Blob it's uh, dumb. does seem does seem really stupid. Like, what if you just set it in the in our solar system? But you like know, Destiny. advanced so many thousands of years. Yeah, sure. I mean, Destiny and Destiny feels super weird. Like you go to those places and you're yeah. like, wow, this is this is weird. This is but also, you know, it's also a solar system. You're it is it is a more navigable space. And <laughs> and there are still there's still like, wow, Nessus looks way different than Titan. And, yep. and the way these things uh, look and feel are, are way different. So it is it is very disappointing to hear that you have uh planets and galaxies to and, and solar systems to explore and yet they all feel uh kind of kind of similar i i get the feeling that you would rather be playing um oh shit what's, what's everspace not chorus but the everspace Ever, thank you I, totally that, that just from like in the quick look watching you build the the ship in starfield um and you you seem to like the ship building in starfield yeah. i'm not saying yeah. it's I'm not saying it's bad but um remembering how you were talking about the shipbuilding in everspace yep. and comparing it to what you were saying about the shipbuilding in starfield i could just tell that like there was more of a passion behind it oh 100 like you, Honestly, you were so much more excited about the things you were building in everspace than than in starfield if you're wanting a game like this if you want that vibe play fucking cyberpunk here in a few weeks and you will have your mind blown that 2.0 system is going to be huge the dlc is going to be huge and I think that they made a game that iterates on the Bethesda style and does it really well. So play that. Like, I mean, or play both. I don't know. Or, or like, if you're looking for the space, or if you're looking for the space thing, Everspace Two is right there. It's um, re- no Man's Sky is yep. still there. Yeah, uh, they've got a huge still update seems coming like out. it's doing this better. Of course they do. They've got a new update coming out like every two weeks. It feels like. I know. Um, it's it's incredible how that that story is has uh, turned around but um yeah it, this, this game feels like a, a generic kind of uh not even a roller coaster ride what's the 
what's like a what's like a a a, a boring ride from a a bumper car from a, like a yeah sure sure uh, like a, a lazy river a lazy uh, it's river. just like yeah. going down a lazy river it's of, a fine game of yeah and pe- some people really like it but uh a game that i think that i'd much rather tell you about and uh i probably won't go too deep on it tonight but i'll probably talk about it a little bit more in the coming weeks is sea of stars and this came out uh just a few days before starfield did and mm-hmm. uh this is the i guess follow-up it's a sequel it's a prequel i believe to the messenger from sabotage that is such i know i know that's what's said that is such bullshit though not really <laughs> those I games think that, couldn't be more different i i think that they're they're it's a prequel in the sense of the story but not in the the gameplay or the mechanics at all so it's sure, also interesting sure. because the messenger is put out by sabotage and if you go to their steam page it doesn't have it connect to Sabotage Studios, which put out mm-hmm. Sea of Stars. So I don't know if this is like a different thing, but this is out on Switch, PlayStation. It's on Xbox, uh, PC. It'll set you back $35. It's on Game Pass as well. Um, it, I'm playing this. Uh, I've not played it anywhere besides my allies. I'm playing it handheld. This is a turn-based game that wears a lot of inspirations on its sleeve from a game like Chrono Trigger. Um, it is... It is like Chrono Trigger meets Eastward um, as far yeah, as like how fair. I would like pitch. It's some of the best looking pixel art I've seen in a while. There's Maybe really like some Paper Mario stuff in there, too. Like it has totally. the kind of context sensitive, like hit the button at the right time when you're when your attack makes contact and it'll do more damage or or hit it at the right time to block a little bit of damage. There's a whole mechanic that they don't even include in the demo from combat, which is kind of shocking to me and really cool like that. It's it's feeling fresh at this point in time. And there's also some other ability things that uh, they don't talk about in the demo. But one of the so the mechanics are, as Chase called out, you can block and you can uh, attack. So whenever you're landing a hit, if you press a you're going to do more damage. If you press a when you're being attacked, you're going to block damage. Um, but there's also other mechanics like one of your skills. So your two characters have more of a solar or I guess a sun and a moon uh, type ability. And the sun ability, you craft a miniature sun and then it does area of effect damage. Uh, the other lunar damage that you're doing, one is a, a, a boomerang where you're bouncing across yeah. all enemies and timing your hits, which is really fun. Um, you also have a big arc attack that you do. But what they don't include in the demo is anytime you do a non-magic based attack, physical attack, you are knocking these energy points out of characters and they're just scattered on the ground around you. And if you pull in the trigger, it you can basically pull all this energy into your character and it can... Are you sure, are you sure that wasn't in the demo? It wasn't in the demo. Okay. Maybe I just saw it in trailers. I, I don't I think I it was. I never there, had but... that. They never talk about it. I didn't see it. Um, okay. none of that stuff came up in the demo, uh, from my, my recollection. So in each person is going to react differently to that. Let's call it mana or whatever it is. So yeah. you can have basically like it becomes like small orbs into larger orbs that go around you. And if you're healing yourself, it's going to do way more health. If you're doing like a magical attack, you're going to get a boost to it. And so you kind of start to get the strategy of like, all right, I'm going to do two physical attacks here to get to my, 
my solar dude and have him be in a spot where he's going to do a bigger attack because he'll have area of effect. So you get some strategy and planning on like how you want to go into it. They also do more of a slot machine. So as enemies load in, you get the slot machine rollouts that let you know you need to do two damages with a, a more of a melee one moon and you're going to put them into a, a weakened staggered state. And I think that's really cool. Uh, it's, it feels very old school in the sense that you'll find, uh, iterations and improvements on gear where it's like, okay, you have the copper staff where you just found the steel staff or whatever it might be. And you can slot those in. There's certain unique elements that will improve, uh, other people. There's four main stats that you can upgrade and leveling up. I believe it's physical attack, uh, physical defense, magical attack, magical defense, and so uh, you've got three characters right now. Uh, one of them likes to cook, and I've made him more of our beefy, tanky boy. He has a, a pot lid that he uses as a shield. He can pick up enemies. Two characters you had in the demo, right? I think you have all three, but you, you start. Okay. Yeah, you start this one off. Actually, they do. Um, you start them off as kids, and you kind of understand like where where they're trained, how they come to be, and they do some cool story beats with him because you are magical, he is not, and he's always tried to be with you but he can't really fit in and then uh you also add people into your cargo that can come around with you and come out and do do things not really for physical attacks or fighting but more environmental but then i just picked up somebody who she seems really cool she's a historian so you'll find artifacts and you come back when you do your campfire stuff she'll tell you a little bit of war and some stories with it and i think that's where some of the stuff is going towards the messenger i i think this game is fucking awesome like this this game is definitely north of an eight for me and it plays incredible on handheld it looks really good it's got an amazing soundtrack the story stuff is fine so far like or you know how these games kind of take a while to show you what's going on i'm not anywhere near that yet but the story stuff is okay i wouldn't say it's the strongest part but the environmental storytelling the characters are really cool i think the abilities are cool um you're learning spells also you're learning new recipes that you'll cook back at the fire um it's neat man it's really cool sabotage has done a really really good job with this one nice i i know that i've mentioned before that uh the demo kind of rubbed me the wrong way um i don't know if that was just the puzzle environment stuff that i was uh, i was playing that that wasn't grabbing me or if I, I don't even remember at this point i just remember the way i felt and i was like yeah i don't know about this one um hearing you talk about it in that way does excite me um yeah. it, i want to I want to I'm sure we'll do a quick look at that game at yeah. some point and I would love to be on there and, and watch you play it and, and see a little bit more about it. Um, I mean, part of me feels similarly to uh, like a game like Chain Echoes, where it was, hey, here's a here's like a really cool take on an old school RPG, but we've we've modernized it and done some really cool things. Uh, and I played it and I was like, yeah, no, you yeah, know, you did. Um, but also as I was playing it, I was thinking about all of the games it was referencing or pulling from and a lot of those games I haven't played. And, and I just kept getting the bug of like, well, you know, why wouldn't I just go back and play one of those games and like, really have that really classic experience. And like this, this game is great. I I don't have a problem with this game. I think it plays well, but um, there's a part of me is like, what if I told you this is a 20 hour JRPG? That, I mean, that looks beautiful. <laughs> the, sh- the shorter, the better at this point. I, I, mean, I think that, that that's awesome. something to like weigh into your decision. 
Um, yeah. the, the demo still up on steam. I think the demo still up on switch also, if you're, if you're listening and you, and you want to tune into it, but, uh, yeah, man, but like, I don't know. I, I think what I'd say is probably like, Oh, sweet. It in one's like a, a 10 hour RPG apparently. Um, yeah, but you like played that, that. That's I played sweet. in two. I have not played. Oh. Well, you can do both. You don't like to waste time. I could do both. I, I could I could play both the, the for man, 30 hours. I, I'm just going to call out. How many playing Starfield for 60. How, how many strikes did you have to run to get that gun you were? I played, I played a lot of play Yeah, baby. There it is. Anyway. That was, also, that was also me turning off my brain and watching multiple YouTube videos. Uh, that, that was less about... I, I am playing destiny right now. And more of like, there is a game happening in the background, I guess, but I'm just not like we we've talked about it where, where it's like, here's a game that you play because it's important and because you want to give your attention to it. And here's something you play that you can have like a podcast going in the background. And, and I, I have to imagine sea of stars is something that you're not playing a podcast on in the background with You're no reading that lore. You're interested in, in, playing that whereas destiny i don't give a fuck about the story about the well i give a fuck about the story i don't give a fuck about the story of this strike that i've played 20 30 times uh in my life or honestly way more than that i would say that this is the my second if there's another game that i think you should play this year probably before this one but if you were going to play games that i'm recommending which you're not yeah i would say that this should be up there for you and this actually would probably be something you take like if you go to the lake i would highly encourage you to mm-hmm. load this thing up and go to the lake yeah i mean that's what i did with chain echoes and i yep. had a great time i didn't yep. finish chain echoes but i had a great time as i was yeah. playing it um yeah. do do the does the game that you want me to play more uh is the acronym bg3 or is it dtd it's both it's it's we'll we'll, we'll talk about it here we'll talk about it here in a second yeah but it's uh (laughs) it's it's bg3 uh let's get in let's get into the news i know we got a lot to get through and we're kind of getting near the hour here so let's try and see what we can get through i'll i'll run you through some of this stuff here uh so first story this happened at the end of last month uh we've i think we mentioned it maybe on casual monday but i don't know if we've talked about it on the on the official show uh but volition shut down we did not talk about Uh, it it's a big bummer yeah, huge bummer. Um, they are not local exactly, but they are located in the Midwest. They're they're in Illinois, outside of Chicago. Um, I I don't think I've been I haven't been around the Volition offices, but I did. I, I know they're close to like the Art Institute there in mm-hmm. Schaumburg. Yeah. Um, and I I did visit that. I I don't think I was ever going to college there, but uh, there there was. Let, let's take a look at what they got. Um, yeah. So I, I did. I was around that area. I know you've been around that area, and, and I've been to the, I've been there. People around there. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. Um, so huge bummer. They they've been mm-hmm. around since 1993. They started out as uh, Parallax Software, and then made the jump to Volition. Uh, they got embraced uh, by the Embracer Group, and now the Embracer Group is going through its restructuring after. Um, oh, yeah, it had like a two billion dollar deal that didn't go through uh, for for like extra funding. And now they've decided they to restructure gutting. the whole company. Yeah, they're they're canceling or delaying a lot of games. They're cutting studios. And this is kind of the first big studio that has gotten the axe. Um, so we feel bad, obviously, for for them. Uh, it does sound like um, they're trying to place people as as well as they can. Um, but Volition, like there, there are not a lot of video game, uh, not a lot of big video game studios in the, uh, you know, northern, northern Illinois area. 
Well, the, uh, not, I mean, this not, was also a 30 year old like, studio. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, cer- certainly not as many job opportunities as you would see in San Francisco or something where a lot, a lot more game developers are. It's, it's harder to place some of those people. So, um, big bummer feel feel bad about it i mean they're the developers behind games like saints row and um and uh red faction gorilla uh they made some good stuff yeah some good stuff so uh very very sad um let's I can take this talk... next one if you want me to okay let, let's talk yeah let's go through uh there's some bullshit happening with unity chase if you are yeah. any way shape or form tuned into game dev twitter or blue sky or any of those social outlets You've probably seen some of the JPEGs that you are associating with delays uh, coming out from some studios that are like pretty aptly saying like, hey, this is goodbye. We're going and they're they're doing it in a way towards Unity. So Unity came out with some updates to uh, the fees that they're going to charge, especially around like run times and installs and how they're going to be charging for that. Mind you, Unity's uh, CEO, I believe, is the one that was at EA talking about yeah, price gouging. Up. Yeah, like some uh, really shitty, crummy things being said there that are unfortunately coming to light where games that you and I love, Tim Tim, um, oh my God, uh, the Toem. Just Tim Tim, that's the only one. <laughs> yeah, Toem, there, yeah. there, uh-huh. There's a lot of games that are, they're Tons basically- of games made on Unity. Like yeah. there was uh, one, of the, uh, one of the channels I follow, Game, game uh, Makers Toolkit. Mm-hmm. They do a uh, game jam every year. And he had the data that he shared. It was like, here's here's the pie chart of the engines that people use to make their game jam games for us last year. And it was I think it was like two thirds were Unity. it was it was over half, I believe, was was all unity. And then it was a handful of other ones that that made up the rest. Uh, Lots of developers, big and small, use unity to build their games. Totally. And, uh, you know, there was some some interesting points being made about how this could impact games made by Unity that go on to the PS Plus lineup that go on to Game Pass, where you see massive spikes of downloads to your game and what used to excite them. Now they're scared to death because it would literally bankrupt them. If, if a game, because it's not just the initial, it's the, the they're trying to look at redownloads on it as well. Uh, this has led to like seriously just go check out some of the stuff that's being said on Twitter with it. It took an untimely turn this afternoon with. Well, to, to, to add like a little bit of extra context too, they did a really bad job of explaining what this meant uh, and kind of left it for people to figure out what it meant. So we well, they were also retro changing their terms and conditions at the same time. Totally, totally. So lots of, lots of stuff going on, lots of confusion. So when you, so th- they tried to come out, I think it was yesterday with here's here's a, some clarification. They, they wrote it on Twitter. Here's some clarification about some of the things we said. You know, we're we're not we're not charging you for reinstalls. Exactly. You know, it's supposed to only be new installs. Also, it's a uh, you know, it's um, you know, it's only going to affect like 10 percent of the people who use Unity. For most people, you're not. It's a it's about thresholds, man. If you don't hit the thresholds, then you're not going to be in there. But but also it was just so poorly talked about from the start. And and we're not game developers. We don't know all the specifics that go into this stuff. Certainly not all the economics that go into that. But um, communication wise, really poor communication. You had a lot of developers out there who who did feel like the sky was falling because they they weren't given any other information to and even the clarifying information was still not uh specific enough 
and still still pretty shitty. A lot of people still thought it was shitty, which yeah. then leads to the stuff that happened today, which you know continue to continue. Yeah, on they ended up having some death threats that led to the closure of the office today. Um, they were both the offices. Yeah, Austin, Austin and San Francisco. And San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco police say that the threat to the San Francisco office came from a unity employee on social media who works outside of California. Um, while I think that they're being incredibly shitty, I don't think that that is ever the response that you should give to a situation. Um, there's obviously people that work there that aren't making these decisions. It's, it's a top down effort and not that you should point the, that, that sentiment to one person either, but this is a, a shitty situation for a lot of outlets. And to your point, a lot of developers have used Unity for years. And I got to tell you, like, I don't know if there's any coming back from this because this is the most egregious. But from what I was reading in some of these posts today, it's been it's been kind of downhill since the CEO took over there. And yeah. this is certainly the most egregious one. But if you are any way, shape or form connected to to games development and you're using unity we, we hope things get better for you if it just doesn't it, seem there good. was a, there was a story that came out months and months ago maybe, maybe even a year ago um this is still when Ricitella was uh was over the company um and it was it was something about unity taking on like military contracts and mm -hmm. many of the unity employees who were working on tools for what they thought were game development tools um were being co-opted by people above them into things for the military things that they were not cool with and like wait a minute i didn't even know the shit i was making was for this stuff this sucks um so like that studio has or that that company has been going through uh some real some real shit uh for a while now and this just seems like another thing of yeah uh you know like you mentioned Ricitello having that that um talking about kind of price gouging stuff when he was at EA and it sounds like a lot more of yeah, paying you know, for reloading a clip. More dollars. Yeah. How, how can we get more uh, dollars out there? How can we, uh, you know, make shareholders even happier um, and, and really screwing around with just employees. It seems like and a then, situation where everybody loses, but them, and that's what fucking sucks. So yep. keep, keep an eye out there for it. We'll probably talk more about it as it develops here. We're not developers ourselves. But we certainly follow them and respect them and want to support them. And the saying that, baby, the saying how you do that. Yep. Uh, also, just a, just another note, like these changes do not officially take place until January of next year. Um, so there is still plenty of time for Unity to say, ah, never mind, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, certainly getting some bad press right now. Hopefully there's been enough outrage. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily death threat outrage, but enough uh, outrage and criticism from from uh, developers and, and other people uh, to make Unity rethink uh, these yeah. decisions because they do sound do, they do sound shitty, regardless of the death threat stuff. And we and death threats obviously not not something uh, that that should be required here. Um, Agreed. Not not helpful, but also the Unity stuff not helpful. Uh, let's go through what we got here for. The Nintendo Direct and the Sony State of Play. We'll try to go through these relatively quickly yeah. and just hit some of the highlights. Certainly not everything. Um, I thought the the Nintendo Direct was was pretty solid. Like there wasn't there wasn't a ton of stuff that was like, oh, I have to play that. But there was a lot of stuff I saw that was like, man, that's that's cool. It's good. It's yeah, good that they're doing there's that. some cool that's stuff. It definitely feels like kind of a wind down in in some ways. Like you can tell that they're like they're doing like what looks really compelling, but in a way that I feel like feels like a wind down. 
not yeah not not saying that there aren't cool new games coming to yeah. the switch as well but there were a lot of things that were um ports yeah. or remasters or yep. um small little retools of something and fewer big brand new games like you, you not that we're not that we need a uh, tears of the kingdom every single year right. but um you know they're they're not talking about metroid prime 4 they're not talking no. about whatever the next fire emblem is going to be um what they yeah. are talking about is uh like the the big finisher for this this show uh this direct was that paper mario the thousand year door is getting a remaster in 2024 People which makes me excited. a person who, who one loves the original paper mario and two for some reason has never played the second paper mario despite having a gamecube since it came out um extremely excited like great yeah. i'll, I'll yeah. get to play it that looks, game even easier um I, I will say that game has been on the backlog roulette wheel and has not been picked so now i've had to make a little note like maybe wait until 2024 to play this one if it gets picked yeah um, <laughs> fair, fair. um so that one's really exciting to me that that's a fantastic game like that that seemed to be like the last paper mario game that played like a mm-hmm. traditional jrpg uh, before they got into the platformer stuff that was Super Paper Mario and now like all the different stuff they've done since then. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, speaking of the port stuff, uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 Dark Moon is yep. getting a port, um, uh, an HD-ified port. They've from announced 3DS that. To... Did they? Yeah, I know they announced, announced the first they, they announced game. It. Okay. So, so we now know that it's coming out next summer. Yeah. Um, so all three Luigi's Mansion games are going to be available on Which the is Switch. Awesome. Pretty cool. Um, I've played a tiny, tiny bit of the 3DS version of of. I didn't Dark play Moon. any of the 3DS ones, but I'm I'm excited to see that for sure. Uh, I, I thought Dark Moon was kind of cool. I've heard people say it's the best one in a way because oh, you know three three is three is fun with the hotel thing, but it doesn't really feel yeah. like a mansion. Yeah. Um. And and two kind of gives you multiple mansions that work in different ways and and have different mechanics involved with them. So, um, some people really really like two, and that's cool to see that it's coming there. Um, looking more through the port stuff. Uh, Trombone Champ game we had a lot of fun with. Uh, that, that got ported to Switch today. It has a four player co op mode. Uh, oh God. <laughs> which I'll tell you, if you watch the trailer, it sounds terrible um but it looks fun <laughs> oh boy oh boy uh, dave the diver one of one of the games that you really like that was the that was the dtd uh oh yeah oh okay earlier yes that game's coming out october 26th to the nintendo switch a game i could play right now on this very device that i am talking to you through uh but it's also coming out on the switch so that's probably where i'm going to play it instead <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah but that should make bobby happy that's a that's yes. a game you really I, really like i love that game i think that's a and the switch is going to be a fantastic home for it i played it a lot yep. on my ally and it, it feels so good as, as a handheld game yep i'm very excited for that one um and then mario versus donkey kong i believe i believe this was the original uh that's an I, advanced I game right a brand new game this was a game boy advance game yeah. this is kind of like um a spiritual successor to Donkey Kong 94, the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Game yeah. Boy game. Yeah. yeah, which more of like, hey, it's a platformer still, but it's like a puzzly platformer yeah. with Mario. Um, I, I believe this was a port of the, the Game Boy Advance one and not not a wholly new one. Um, another, I didn't play this game. Another Mario design now. <laughs> another HD yeah. Mario design. There's like yeah. so many uh-huh. variations of him now. This is Tater Top <laughs> Mario. 
Uh, yeah, and is and this one I guess is not being voiced by Martinet, right? Uh, yeah, the, like, the, uh, he, yeah, he's done. He's, he's done now. Uh, although I, I didn't remember hearing too much about Mario here. There, it's not on our list, but there was also a, a Warrior War game coming out for the the Switch that's all about posing and stuff. Um, hmm. I don't really like the motion controlled Warrior War yeah. games all that much, so I'm not super excited about it. But when I heard Wario speak in that in that thing, I went, "Are you sure that's not Martinet?" Did maybe he sneak into that game and just maybe not the ones going forward? I don't know. I think it's the ones going forward. I think Wonder. I don't think he's in Wonder. So he's probably not. They said he won't be in Wonder. They they did say that. Yeah, I don't think he's in that one. Maybe he's in this. Yeah, I don't know exactly where the cutoff is um, from the work that he did do before to the work that he's not doing now. Um, But anyway. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about not ports. Let's talk about uh, cool little weird things like F zero ninety nine that's coming out today. You can't uh, say the they don't care body. about. They don't. They, you can't say they don't care about F zero. The people have been they, begging for a new F zero, and Nintendo. Fine, here you go. It's a battle royale. Hey, you want those F zero games? Well, here you go. Clear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect perfect um yeah so this is this is taking the super nintendo style uh, f-zero game yeah and turning it into a battle royale style in the same way they've kind of done with tetris 99 or uh pac-man 99 or mario's super mario 35 or whatever they've done um the the goal here is that you have a certain amount of of energy or stamina on your on your ship um on your uh racer racer whatever the fuck they call them um and that when you touch the sides you lose that that ship health um and eventually you will destroy get destroyed so it is trying to kind of keep up with the pack um while also not destroying your your uh your car your future car or whatever um it's out today i have it downloaded but i haven't started it yet i am shit at f-zero so i'm sure i will also be shit at f-zero 99 but i i find these little things that they do uh to be very fun for you know a week or two and then uh and then we'll see like tetris 99 obviously blew up in a way that that game is is going to be around for a while um, but lots of the other ones like the the Pac-Man 99 or the Super Mario 35, they last for a little while and then they go away. Um, so so it's a fun thing to try while it's here. Uh, nice. And it's free. You just, just go Hell grab, yeah. grab it right now and just get it. it. Um, Princess Peach Showtime is coming March 22nd of next year. This was the, the game they teased uh, well, at the last Nintendo Direct, I guess, that they didn't have a name for. So it's now Princess Peach Showtime. Um, the idea is that Princess Peach is going to a, a theater to see a play, um, but some sour grape enemies or whatever have now ruined the play. And so now she has to kind of go in and uh, and uh, save save the productions. Um, one of the cool things is she gets like a lot of different costumes in here mm-hmm. and the costumes give her different powers. So they showed off like a sword fighter peach um and then like a kung fu one and uh mystery one and it seems like the different sets you go to have different kind of gameplay styles that that come with the different power-ups that you get as well so it seems seems kind of cool uh it seems more promising than the last uh peach centered game that they made that was all about her using her uh emotions you know like the the women they be crying um yes not it was it wasn't a bad game but uh maybe maybe a poor design idea yes uh, <laughs> uh yes. this one seems to be uh, a lot better than that 
Um, they showed off more about the final Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course cool. uh, DLC pack. Uh, it's coming out this winter. They showed off Daisy Circuit, which was a Wii, ga- uh, Wii uh, track. Um, yep. They didn't show off the other tracks from that. That was the only one they showed off. But they did say Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, Peachette. I don't know what the fuck Peachette is. I, she just looks I like I have Peach. no idea. She just looks like Peachette. I, I, don't, I don't know what Peachette is. Um, and Pauline... Um, are all being added as playable racers now as well. So um, I, what is that? Four, 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 five courses, right? Four, four, five. Yes. I don't remember. Um, a number of courses, one of which will be Daisy, Daisy Circuit and uh, some new playable characters. And that'll be that'll be it. That's uh, that's, that's, that's all they wrote. That's insane. We should we should play. We should play that one more. I mean, obviously, we're going to play that one more time with our, it'll, with our it'll be holiday. We should we should just we should just marathon it and play every oh single boy. stage and you're a madman i am a madman uh let's see they also shut off uh iodin chronicle so uh, that's uh that game got a release date finally that is april 23rd of next year uh full disclosure i kickstarted that game um also full disclosure I'm a little pissed that uh, they didn't tell the Kickstarter people anything about this, uh, about like when the game's going to come out. And that that has to be cool information. We keep from the people who made Jeez. our game ha- possible to to put that out on a Nintendo. I get that somebody's going to leak that if you tell your if you tell your Kickstarter people. But also, like, we're the reason your game's getting made. Tell, give us some of the information. Instead of just going like, oh, here's here's another character design and like, oh, you know, we might yeah. I made a tree today, uh, which just feels like most of the updates. I'm getting. Anyway, I think that game is cool. That is from the the sweet the makers of sweet it in. Oh, cool. Um, so it is it is similar in like a, an RPG that has 100 playable characters or whatever and um, looks really cool. There's a shark man. It's a lot. Um, and then uh, and then the thing I'm probably most excited about out of this uh out of this eh, you know what no it's probably still paper mario the thousand year door um but unicorn overlord which is an amazing name uh is a new tactical strategy game coming from vanillaware the makers hmm. of 13 sentinels aegis rim um that's coming march 8th of next year um they they All didn't right. say vanillaware right away but they just showed the trailer and i'm looking at it and I was like this is either vanillaware or somebody who is really trying to be vanilla this thing look cool there's a ton of playable characters um i i don't 100 percent understand the tactical strategy systems that that's i'm being shown here um but it's a vanillaware game so it looks fucking incredible um just yeah, from this, this looks like something you would like yeah it really really does um so all in all pretty good pretty good direct um they also had some some news on the splatoon stuff they had some some news uh i I wouldn't even say news they just showed another trailer for super mario rpg um plenty of other stuff in there that we didn't talk about but uh that's what they had moving on sony um this it was fine they they showed off some stuff i guess uh the big thing was there was their finisher which was uh final fantasy 7 rebirth now has a release date february 29th of next year um, they also showed off uh, Bobby. I'm going to read some names and let me you tell me what you know about these people. Bobby, who is Kate Sith? No idea. OK, who is Vincent Valentine? No idea. OK, uh, who's Sid? I think his last name's Highwind. I think his last. Name's I know Highwind. Sid from Final Fantasy 16. Uh, you know, Sid from every Final Fantasy yeah. game. There's always a Sid in those games. Um, OK, so they they showed off uh, some gameplay it obviously had a uh, cloud Tifa Barrett and Aerith uh, from the, from the first remake. 
Um, but they also showed off gameplay with Red 13. He's the the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Yuffie, who is part of the, the DLC. Yeah, yeah. The, the Intergrade. Um, and then they also showed off Kate Sif and um, and uh, they didn't show gameplay of him, but the, they they referenced towards Vincent. They showed off Vincent Valentine. He's a he's a vampire man. You're oh cool. We'll, we'll get to it. He was a he was a secret character that you might not have gotten in original Final mm. Fantasy seven. Anyway, he's 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 kind of cool. Um, and then they didn't show off Sid at all. So of the of the nine playable characters from original Final Fantasy seven, they have shown eight for this game. They have not shown off Sid. So whether he's just like a guy who flies the ship, which is a thing Sid usually does uh, and does in Final Fantasy seven as well. But he was a playable character in that original game. Um, okay. So or, or they might have just cut him out entirely. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, we're diverging the stories a little bit. So, you yeah. know, fuck it. Who, who knows? Um, they also showed off Zach, uh, who, you know what? I, yeah, I, I let, realize I'm just kind of talking yeah, to a void just, at this point. Let's keep moving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> February 29th. It, it still looks pretty solid. Uh, cool. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, they uh, they showed off that it's doubling the size of the of the map. Um, it's adding Brooklyn and it's adding um, Queens. Queens. This is Queens and Brooklyn. That's where both of them are Queens from. and Brooklyn. Okay. Um, so it's adding those two boroughs uh, in there. There is a new like flight mechanic uh, where that. you you've got like the the flying squirrel kind of wing wingsuit thing, uh, which I think is pretty. I I understand th- that it makes it easier and maybe more fun, but also the whole idea is the web swinging. Uh, There's a lot of use you- to have it. Yeah, but like, why would you add in an extra system that makes the web swinging less important? Know, it's like Spider-Man. Like, he's yeah, I, he's about swinging webs. I get it. Uh, I, I know a lot of people are are pissed. Just I, a lot of people are still pissed because like the PS2 Spider-Man game had the perfect swinging or whatever, yeah. and and the idea that that they just keep watering it down with these games. But other other than that. Uh, if you liked the first game, it looks like there's going to be a lot to like here. It kind of has the Grand Theft Auto Five style. You can switch characters in real time um, totally. and, and go from Miles to Peter. Um, and they also mentioned there are 65 suits to collect. Lots of lots of different suits from comic book stuff, from movie stuff, and and also some original suit designs that they made as well. So plenty of suits out there if you want them there's some that have hoods on them there are some that have capes there are some that look like metal um looks like there's a ton of shit in that game um so if you if you did enjoy the first one probably big sony game enjoy this one too uh let's see uh the re4 resident evil 4 remake uh that's that's is that out that one's out yeah Mm -hmm. re4 remake's been out it's the dlc that is new uh, this DLC separate ways, which I think is the same name as the DLC from the it original was. version. Uh, but this adds the the Ada Wong content uh, oh, now yeah. remade. Um, it also has like some updated mercenaries uh, support in there as well. Um, and then they also showed off some of the VR, the, the PlayStation VR 2 uh, version of uh, RE4. And that support is coming sometime this winter. Nice. Um, they showed off Avatar's Frontier of Pandora. Mm-hmm. Looks bad. Looked bad when they first showed it. It, it did. <laughs> no, nothing it did. new there. It just I don't know. It just looked boring. It, yeah, it looks very yeah. shitty. It looks like an old school know. game that they made two generations ago. 
Jet's Johnny, avatar. Johnny sent me a, yeah, Johnny sent me a text as I as we were watching. He said it looked like Far Cry, and I was like, man, I don't know. Far Cry looks way better than this. Nice. It's I basically mean, just reskinned Far Cry. Yeah, I mean, graphics wise, it looks fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would even say it looks pretty, but also yeah. uh, just it looks like from what you do in that game, it looks boring as fuck. Um, baby steps. Game's God damn, that, very game's, good. that game still <laughs> looks so good. I, know, I don't I know, know if I'm gonna like play in that. I'll watch a lot of it. Play, though. yeah. I've tried to play Quop and Clop and um, a little bit of getting over it, and I, I th- those games will frustrate me. I, I, if you want to talk about wasting time, I feel that's, like uh, man, one. I've lost a ton of progress, and that that's rough. Yep. Um, but also the 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 dialogue, the story stuff, the the voice acting that's in here is incredible <laughs> like the, this trailer bobby did you see this trailer oh yeah i've seen it it looks really it's good. So good just yeah i'm just gonna grapple up there oh yeah yeah just gonna fucking mm-hmm. grapple. yeah uh-huh oh so good so good um i that's a that's a game i i want to just watch people play oh yeah i think um i think i'd have a lot more fun watching people play than playing myself um hell divers 2 they showed more of that off i i think it looks fine uh the first yeah, hell divers was this one. was like a top-down game for the for the vita um i remember it had some mechanics that i really didn't like i, I think sure. generally I, I thought it was cool as like a top-down twin six shooter but um i remember there was something that felt like really draconian about you know, whether it was ammo economy or whether it was the the amount of lives you had or, or something like that that was felt really restricting. And I just ended up not liking it all that much. Uh, this is now like a behind the back third third person. Yeah, shooter thing. like a complete different approach for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it reminded me of like Risk of Rain 1 versus Risk of Rain 2. Like, what if we just completely changed the whole thing of the game? Um, so they showed off that, um, also they, somebody must have talked to somebody at Ubisoft because Jesus Christ, did they find the, the, sure. <laughs> the most, uh, fake ass demo chatter of, uh, God, it, it, it's, it's fine. It's fine. No one will ever talk like that, uh, in real no. life when they play this video game. But I, I thought it made me laugh. It made me laugh, uh, in a way that, um, seeing like those old Madden trailers of where they shit on the previous version made me laugh. Totally. Um, good stuff. Uh, and then Bobby, the biggest news for you, I know how much you hate the PlayStation five because it's, it's too white. Mm-hmm. You hate, you hate white consoles. It's, just, too, it's a shitty looking console. It's the it's ugliest, shitty, it's, it's the ugliest video yeah. game console I've ever seen. Now, is that because of the form factor or is that because of the color? Both. Okay. But but you really didn't like the color. Did no. you did you actually get the 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 now illegal black plates mm-hmm. side I've plates? Had, I've had it on there since like the first time right. I hit the, the dark web. Yeah, yeah. Uh so so you're probably set, but for somebody who didn't get those illegal side plates, um, good news, because now the PlayStation 5 has a deep earth collection uh group of colors um i don't know what makes them deep earth uh one is red one is blue one is silver none of them look particularly like colors you would see if you dug into the ground so i don't i don't really know where the deep earth comes from but uh they are colorful uh so if you if you don't like white consoles like some monsters out there uh i have an ally you're lucky uh you can get you can get your ps5 in a in a bunch of new colors now when they say collection i feel like am i supposed to collect these ps5 dude they want you to like 600 or whatever Uh, they they want you to do that for sure 
I will not collect these consoles. No, thank no. you. Uh, Bobby, that was the that was the I appreciate play. There you, was some other you, stuff they talked about too, but um, those you, those were kind of the highlights. That was a, a a valiant effort to consolidate some big news today, and thank you for doing it because Johnny can't and refuses to. Um, we've had a week. We have not put our quick looks up because I have not had internet, but we were able to stream on Monday night right before my internet went out. The Pokemon trading card game. We talked about that earlier. You can go to our youtube.com slash casualer page to find out more about that. Um, we had episode 342 tonight where Chase and I got to hang out without Johnny and tell you about the Nintendo Direct, the Sony State of Play, and some updates of the games that we're checking out. And uh, on Friday night, maybe, if Johnny's up for it, we'll be doing some Baldur's Gate again. Otherwise, I will find a solo thing to do for you all out there tomorrow night. Chase, how are you doing? What do you got going on? Just, just hang, hanging out with you, man. There it is, baby. The best. That's it. That's it. Everything, everything's on hiatus or postponed, and you know, I'm still, I'm still uh, chipping away at hy- uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, and I'll write a little something about that at the end of the month. But uh, nope, I want to hear, I want to read that. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, good stuff. Nice. Well, we'll be back maybe Friday night uh, with Johnny, but definitely with me, and uh, we'll be back with more Pokemon trading card game on Monday. We'll talk to y'all then. Bye, everybody.